0: Hello, everybody, and thank you again for joining us on the PCICS podcast, the podcast for pediatric cardiac critical care and the official podcast of the Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Society. This week, we have another edition of News Talk, and we have the privilege today of speaking with PCICS president, Melissa Jones, who is a nurse practitioner at Children's National Medical Center and the director of neurocardiac critical care. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us.
1: Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you.
0: To introduce the rest of our team on News Talk today, um, obviously, I'm David Werko, and I am a member of the podcasting committee. And we have Sadie Rodriguez, Lillian Sue, and Jill Zender with us as co-hosts for this week's News Talk. Do you each want to go through and introduce yourselves?
2: Hi, my name is Sadie Rodriguez. I'm a pediatric cardiac intensivist at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, Emory University. Hi,
3: I'm Jill Zender. I'm a nurse practitioner in the cardiac ICU at UT Southwestern Children's Health in Dallas, Texas.
4: And I'm Lillian Sue. I'm the medical director of the uh, CBICU here at Phoenix Children's. Really excited for this interview with Melissa, who I had the privilege of working with as my first uh, job in DC a few years ago. So welcome, Melissa. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, thank you. So happy to be here.
0: So we thought it would be a great topic for News Talk to talk to Melissa about her time as president of PCICS and what is her vision for the society and what has she learned during her time as president. So first question, I think, Jill, you wanted to ask the first question.
3: Um, Yeah, uh, we're just I'm just curious, uh, as you make decisions for PCICS, and I'm sure you've made a million of them and some more difficult than others. Um, what was your North star or guiding principles or what was kind of the vision you were working towards and how did you make these decisions?
1: Yeah. So I have worked in the pediatric cardiac ICU since 2003. So coming up on 20 years and in that time, I um, have reflected a bit on my what what has sort of come out to me as being important pieces of caring for children and their families with heart disease, and there's two big things I think that I um, sort of hold as my maybe two north stars, <laughs> but that I think are really important. And one one is that I think that that I've learned that congenital heart disease has such a broad impact, and it impacts families, it impacts communities, it impacts schools. And uh, I don't think we have a really good um, handle on the true effect of heart disease. Um, And so I think that that's one of the the pieces that I brought to PCICS. Um, And I really, uh, I really felt like it takes more than doctors and nurses to take care of patients with heart disease that we have to sort of look beyond our own expertise and, and engage other experts and work with them to really be able to deliver the care that's needed uh, beyond the surgical repair. And the second thing that I think that I've sort of held true um, to is the idea that interdisciplinary care is really um, critical, and teamwork and um, collaborative care is is really essential to uh, provide the best possible care to patients. And I think my role as a nurse practitioner really is sort of a special view of of different disciplines. And you know, I have a foot in nursing. I was a bedside nurse for eight years before becoming a nurse practitioner. And then now I'm on the provider team. um, And then I also lead our neurodevelopmental team. And so I really have developed over my career, such a huge appreciation for the various experts that are needed to really impact the care of patients and their families. So, I would say, in summary of that, that it's really the interdisciplinary team, and it's looking beyond the immediate needs of the patient um but thinking about the full family and community that is impacted by one congenital heart defect diagnosis,
3: even uh going back to your time as vice president through your presidency um <laughs> It, to say that times in America and the world have been challenging is an understatement. And PCICS has kind of had a hand in a few of these things, especially with COVID and how to take care of these children. Um, so as you made those decisions during the hard times and through all the things that you've done in your vice presidency and presidency, what would you say you're most proud of in all of these accomplishments?
1: Yeah, I think that you know there's been a ton of accomplishments that uh, have happened while I've been in a leadership position in PCICS. I think some of the notable ones are Lindsay Justice has really led our finance committee and, and strengthened our financial health. Darren and Jill, you were very um, integral and part of the membership survey and then getting our website uh, redesigned on. Cooper's been leading our committee co-chairs as they've continued to grow and develop and really be very, very productive. And then, you know, there's other sort of less sort of sexy things like revising the bylaws that have happened. And um, John Costello really set me up nicely by really getting our strategic plan aligned with our practice. And so there's been a ton of work that has happened within the society. While I've been in leadership, I think the things that I would say I'm most proud of are our ability to respond to some of the the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. I think, you know, when we formed our DEI committee, I think a lot of organizations were doing similar things, and, and it sort of all came to the forefront but one of the things that I think stands out for us is that we've set into place a process for every new project that is developed within the society. It's, it has to be reviewed by the DEI committee to look for opportunities to improve representation and inclusion. Um, And so I'm really proud of that. I think that it's a way that we've been able to weave this value we have into every piece of the society. And the other thing that I'm proud of is uh, expanding our special interest groups, again, going back to the interdisciplinary care um, of these patients, I think that the more experts that we can attract to this field and who then can identify as, let's say, a CICU physical therapist or a CICU pharmacist, the more we sort of can deepen our um, expertise and strengthen our sort of abilities to to care for the patients and their families in a really evidence-based way. You know, I think if you get all of the physical therapists who take care of patients with Berlin hearts together and they develop best practice that really benefits the patient, you know, and same thing for all of the other kinds of feeding practices, or I think other challenges that we face, we should really lean on our other experts in the, in, in our units to help answer the questions. I think those are my two things that I'm most proud of, but there's been a ton of work. As I mentioned, we've had, I've had the privilege of working on the nurse curriculum with Dotback. I've worked on the handbook uh with all of the lead editors and the over 100 editors and and contributors to that so that's been really rewarding so yeah I think there's there's been a lot of work done and it certainly has been a team effort I'd say I think these podcasts are one of the most valuable member benefits (laughs) that this is really uh I love listening to these in my car. So I think, you know, at every corner of the society, there's a lot of really interesting
2: and invaluable work that's being done. I just wanted to make a comment as I'm listening to Melissa, because from an outsider, like you just show up to these events, or you think about PCICS as the society running like a well-oiled machine. And to hear you speak to so many intricacies and um, layers and, like strategic planning and growth over the years is really quite humbling to hear how many people it takes to put a vision together with such like um, organized effort and mobilize into one direction or another, or have a really intentional expansion in certain areas. And I just feel grateful to hear you be so transparent and, and speaks like through all the, the details as a, as a Somebody who gets to benefit from all of the wonderful um, society advantages, you know, from being a member and just really taking a moment to be in gratitude to so many people's efforts over the years and just wanted to to express that. And the other thing I wanted to say that struck me as you were talking, Um, I think everyone always recognizes one of the strengths of PCICS is really wanting to have partners with nurses, physicians, other allied health providers. But really, I see that as a reflection of the vision that you had stated of really wanting to see the child as a whole child and a holistic ecosystem of all these different parts that need support, need development from us at the bedside when it's so easy sometimes to come to work. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just get tunnel vision and like, what's the physiology? What problem can I solve? And you sort of lose sight, but to have it, all the efforts and the directions of growth that you're, you're stating that PCICS has grown into over the last several years and, and the future of it, I feel is, is such a nice reflection of what you were expressing earlier about integrating all of the different pieces and the multi-dimensional, you know, pieces of a child and their whole family. Cause it's really a bundle. It's not just the one patient, like perhaps in the adult world.
4: I was just going to echo what Sadie said. And I do have the privilege of serving on the board when Melissa has been president, while Melissa has been president. And I, I do think that one of the things that would be interesting to discuss is kind of that backroom dialogue that happens on the board level, because mm-hmm. I do think a lot of our community members don't actually get to see how much strategic planning and deliberate focus there is. Mm -hmm. And I would just say having that view for the last four years that I've served on the board, there definitely is a need for explicit goals. And I think one of the things that was really great during my board term was the accomplishment of having mission and vision done at a board retreat. And Melissa, Mm -hmm. I do think you were really integral to that. So I don't know if you, Just want to say a few comments about that and how that had formed.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, when I first started um, in a leadership position on PCICS on the board, there was so much enthusiasm and there was so much work that was just like getting churned out. And uh, at some point, John Costello and I were um, working together and felt like, we have to sort of harness this and get it a little bit organized and aligned with some mission and vision. And so when we transitioned our management company to IMI, that was one of the things that we had talked about with them was to really um, get together as a board of directors on a retreat and and define our mission and vision and core values. And then it would really help all of the projects that were um that we're putting forward to fall in line with our with our more global sort of strategic plan. Um and that was a really I mean that process was really fun and and a great learning experience. I felt like we had a facilitator and it was over several days and um you know it's it's really interesting to see where people how all the people in the room see PCICS in the present and where, where it's going. And then all sort of getting to a consensus around um, what are we here for? You know, we're not a big data society, you know, <laughs> like, what are we doing? We're here. I I mean, where I see PCICS going is to be sort of the education and the education hub for all of pediatric cardiac ICU. So that if you are if you work in the pediatric cardiac ICU in any capacity, you could lean on PCICS for some education and connection. I think the feedback that we've had from a lot of members is that connection and um, mentorship is one of their, um, the most important benefits they get from being
4: part of PCICS. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna segue now, Melissa, into a little bit more just about you And like I alluded to before, I've had the privilege of working with you when I was in Washington, DC. And I know a little bit about your personal background as well. And I know that things are never a coincidence or just happen. And I do know that your Mm -hmm. mother is was a, a big entrepreneur and a big mentor for you in your in your life and in your career. And um, I think Mm -hmm. about my own childhood. And I think about how things that happened in my childhood affected me in ways that I can now utilize. So for example, my parents didn't speak English as their primary language. And so I often had Mm -hmm. to deconstruct very complex topics for them and make them quite simple, which I think really helped me with trying to explain to families and patients about complex congenital heart disease. So if you kind of reflect on your own childhood, are there certain things that you think about helped you become the person that you are? Because I do imagine that there's people out in the audience who think about you, Melissa Jones, as president, and hopefully one day want to be you in in that sense and take on that role. So if you could just share a little bit about that, that would be amazing for our community
1: thank you Lillian for uh, mentioning my mom she's definitely been a role model um, for me I just took this um Clifton pathfinders assessment which tell which is like five it comes up with five values or traits about yourself and the first one on my list was harmony and i thought huh that's interesting. And then I, you know, I thought about my, I sort of went back to my childhood and thought through like harmony. That's so interesting. It does seem sort of consistent. And I think that part of it might be that when I was four, I was the oldest of three children and my parents were divorced, got divorced. And in elementary school, they had both remarried. And then eventually they both they each had another child. So now I'm the oldest of five and, um, you know, these are modern families. This isn't all that unusual, I don't think, but I think the fact that it happened so early made me particularly aware of other people's feelings and feeling like I needed to, um, keep some peace and make sure I knew that everybody was like, taken care of and, you know, happy and, you know, all of those kinds of like older sibling things, but maybe the fact that they, they were divorced when I was so young, accelerated that a little bit. And I, I am actually like very grateful for that. (laughs) I think that it's really helped me to learn how to communicate with different people and, and have an awareness around where they are. Um, Whether it's like on this, on a CICU team at a bedside, or it's talking to a family, or it's on a conference call where I'm getting like vibes from people that are difficult to, to, um, sort of dissect when over the computer, you know, like, I think that that's actually been sort of a a benefit for me and I think, you know, contrary to that, the thing that I work on (laughs) is, is really sort of like conflict. You know, I don't, I'm not a very, I'm sort of a conflict averse person. And so through my career, I've worked on trying to give feedback and real-time feedback and communicate clearly um, when I feel like things could be better or, but that's, that part is not, doesn't come as naturally to me as You know, giving somebody praise like that's very easy. I love doing that. (laughs) You know, but
4: I think that there's there's definitely some I think threads back to my childhood there. Thank you so much for that answer. I definitely see that now. I I see how you developed this ability to communicate and sort of integrate with different communities very easily, and yet kind of take the best of what people have and make the most of it is, is kind of how I, I put it together for you. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, I think that is very useful skills for anyone to have, especially in these days when there is so much conflict in the world.
2: All right, now, Melissa, I want to know what the other four are. And you can edit this out if it's oh. not pertinent. <laughs> I actually have to
1: remember, it's like relater, arranger, developer, something
2: else I forget yeah wow that's yeah. perfect for being yeah. president never,
1: a I had never done that but I it was really um I was reading it and I'm like wow
0: I do want to take a moment to acknowledge one of our sponsors Children's National Heart Institute which is where you work and is located in Washington DC is consistently ranked among the best cardiology and heart surgery programs in the nation The Children's National Heart Institute includes a multidisciplinary team providing specialized expertise and support for all facets of heart disease. Our dedicated cardiologists, cardiac surgeons, anesthesiologists, and cardiac intensivists care for children and adults with a wide array of congenital and acquired heart disease. Additional expertise in cardiac imaging, cardiac rhythm disorders, interventional cardiology, and adult congenital heart disease ensures the best care across the full spectrum of cardiac disease. The -the state-of-the-art cardiac ICU provides a high-tech environment and a family-friendly feel. Our physicians and nurses are experts in today's most advanced technologies for respiratory, neurological, and cardiac conditions, and we have one of the country's busiest ECMO programs. A physician-focused virtual command center in the cardiac ICU allows doctors to monitor vitals and measure progress from afar. We'd like to thank Children's National for sponsoring this episode. And thanks to Melissa for for being here as a representative from Children's Nation. So Melissa, over the years, I've seen many PCICS presidents come and go, and I definitely see how they've all left their unique mark on the society. And as you were discussing your North Stars and the things that you're most proud of, I definitely see you as One of the marks that you've left on the society is really formalizing a lot of the things that we need going into the future to be a higher tier society, if that makes sense. I feel like over the years, PCICS obviously started as a grassroots effort and then was very um, physician only centric, and then over the years has expanded to uh, include nursing and advanced practice providers. And I think during your tenure as president obviously navigating the pandemic was a huge piece but really putting all the pieces into place to make this a truly multidisciplinary society that has financial health and has a lot of the scaffoldings and you know you said they're less sexy like things like the (laughs) the bylaws and all these processes for projects and everything like that but they are really important and as the society grows it's obviously these are like the building blocks of taking the society to the next level as one of the premier societies for cardiac intensive care in the world. So uh, my question for you is, with all that context, what do you hope of or think of as the future for PCICS?
1: There's a lot of sort of building up of the infrastructure to um, support the work. I feel like for a while we had a lot of people who were doing the work and there wasn't necessarily a structure, like it was moving faster than we could keep up with. And so now I'm hoping that we have created some structure, um, a manual of operations, updated bylaws, some of the you know less exciting things um, so that we can really become a society where every single person who works in cardiac intensive care whether it's in North America or Sub-Saharan Africa or Asia or anywhere in the world, that they will uh, come to PCICS for connection, to define best practice, and for educational opportunities. I think that's the the goal, and um, I I have I feel like it's just been such a huge privilege to be able to serve in this role as president. I. I'm, I'm honestly very humbled by it. (laughs) I I feel like the people who, um, who do the work of the society, which are a lot of the committee members, the special interest groups, the board of directors, they are, they're so inspiring. And I, I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to work with them and to, you know, start to execute a vision with them. Um, I think that, PCICS has a very bright future, and I think the next steps will maybe be to strengthen our international um, connections a bit. Um, It's something I I feel like I didn't get to completely um, see through, but I think that could be an exciting next
0: step. And as you hand off the presidency to David Cooper what do you think your main piece of advice or uh, pieces of advice to him will be?
1: So I think one one thing that I really learned, for, well, first of all, Cooper is well-equipped to <laughs> do this. <laughs> He's going to bring his, his own set of skills and uh, expertise to this role. Um, I think that I um, I really feel like I've benefited from taking time to really listen because there's so much expertise and there's so much energy and, um, and enthusiasm and different perspectives and um, different backgrounds that I think can really make the fabric of PCICS so rich. And I, I feel like I learned, I I hope I learned early to really listen to what's there and work with the strengths of the um, members and the volunteers and, and, and sort of follow their lead, honestly. I mean, they, they, there's so much within the, within the society that I think people have to offer. And so I really felt like my position was to listen and support them, make sure that their, you know, work obviously aligned with the, with the mission and the vision, but I think there's a lot to be learned from listening to and just supporting the work
2: that's happening. Melissa, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you in such a personal way. Thank you for sharing yourself with us through this avenue. I just want to celebrate you as our harmonizer, president, provider, <laughs> organizer, developer. And I want to know what will be the next adjective for you on your journey? as you're exiting out, as the story continues to unfold for you?
1: Yeah. So I am starting a PhD program on Monday. <laughs> so that will be my, <laughs> my next step in my journey. Thanks, amazing. You. Thanks. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. So I, um, you know, I'll be a novice and a learner, um, which I'm really excited for.
0: Okay. I can't just let that hang there. You have to tell us about going back for a PhD what what motivated you for that what's your objective I know I know
1: at this old age I feel like I um no I you know I've been in the cardiac ICU I've worked clinically for 23 years or 22 years since 2000 and I think that for me to sustain working in this field I need to sort of think about other ways to, um, to sort of sustain my goals, you know? And so I, st- when I started working in the neurocardia critical care program, I again, had this privilege of working with all these experts and we wanted to do research on, um, brain protection and um, maternal attachment and environmental considerations about brain development, all these things. And I've been mentored through several projects, but it really revealed my ignorance around research. And so I, I sort of felt like I needed to get that skill set so that I could really um, dive into it a little bit more independently. So um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, It's, it seems good now, but maybe talk to me in November. (laughs) I'm excited though. I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a really uh, worthwhile endeavor. Hopefully.
0: Wow. That is admirable. And I could never do that myself. So (laughs) even more (laughs) reasons why I'm so astounded at you, Melissa Jones. Oh, thanks. As we wrap this up, is there anything else that you want to say to our membership about your time as president of PCICS?
1: I I guess I would say that I, again, am very grateful for this opportunity. And I had a lot of support um, here at Children's National to um, pursue this um, term as vice president and then president. Uh, And I am grateful to all of the leaders of PCICS who came before me um, because I think they really had a vision of where this is going. And I think we've been able to develop that um, even more over the past few years. Um, so I, I am really grateful for that experience and for their, uh, vision and their leadership ahead of me.
4: Yeah. I was just going to say on a personal note, I still remember when Lisa Core found out I was going to go to DC for my first job out of fellowship after I had completed my cardiac year at CHOP. And she told me to specifically look for you, because she said that we would become friends. So just a good memory of her right. how much we miss her. Um, um, we did miss her. And I think she was a real
1: mentor for me when I transitioned to being a nurse practitioner. She was my academic advisor at at Penn and she really sort of was there to support me from a distance because I was a new nurse practitioner and the only nurse practitioner in the CICU here in DC. And she was in at CHOP and she had just a really big influence on my
3: transition. Well, you have certainly left a similar and lasting imprint on us as well. So I know she would be proud of you to continue her legacy of mentorship and um, friendship and just guidance, and you're definitely leaving a lasting impression as president and everything you've accomplished in the society. So you. you should be very proud. Thank
2: you. Yes. yes, we are grateful to you, Melissa, and all that you have brought to fruition for all of us and our patients and our communities to benefit from and and be more cohesive and, um, and and better. So thank you for all of your service and for your legacy that will be carried on.
1: Thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation.
2: Thank you again for speaking (laughs) with us today about being the president of PCICS. We really enjoyed having you on our podcast and to all of our listeners. Thank you for listening to the PCICS podcast. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please visit our website, PCICS.org, where you can find more information about how to become a member and enjoy updated information on educational resources, meetings, job listings, and much more. The song I Don't Know by Graves was
4: used under a 3.0 attributions license.